I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I'm here with Rhonda and we are excited to be with you and to spend some time with you today. And Rhonda, we're just coming off the tails of um, Heart Conference and, well, Heart Conference Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a truly, truly extraordinary weekend uh, with, you know, over 700 women and just being together, an invitation from God to just come into his presence and to be with him was so, so beautiful. But I think it might be interesting for us to talk a little bit today uh, from the perspective of organizing an event like this, kind of what goes into it, um, some of the spiritual wrestles and tensions that you navigate. And, you know, even on the other side of the event, sort of what the processing that happens and, you know, what God does. And I know we could probably take this conversation in a thousand different directions. And so whatever comes out, comes out. Like, I don't, I don't think we need to have necessarily a direct focus, but I also think it's important to just recognize that, you know, everybody involved in any type of, you know, organization, we do this on a week to week basis Mm -hmm. on Sunday church, right? Like, like entering into this space of like organizing the invitation for people to come and to meet with God and to be with Jesus. It takes actual specific things that lots of people don't realize are there. And also, or for those who are listening that do this kind of thing, probably would really resonate with like, oh yeah, totally. That's how it feels or these, or this is normal or, you know, some of those spaces. So I think it'd be great for us to just talk about that. And we can start kind of anywhere. We can start in the pre, we can start after, you know, however, you know, however we want to go in. So where do you think we should start? Well, first off, I want to say we're podcasting your office and I can actually see your floor. I mean, before, before <laughs> oh, our it's conference, true, it's true. we had so much stuff in our offices, outside of our offices, from dried flowers to merch to, you just name it, vases boxes boxes. and boxes and boxes <laughs> and boxes of stuff. Yeah. Oh no. So it's quite something leading up to, you almost feel like you need a GoPro. I wonder how many steps I did in probably the week leading up to heart. I wonder, that would be an actually neat thing to track next year. Yes. But no, it is something pretty extraordinary to be a part of when you're planning. Now, the months before that go into the planning, I mean, we were already talking about this months ago. Oh, yeah. But then as we hit January and you start to get right down to the final stretch, it really becomes all-consuming. And yet, you still have a job to do too. So, you know, it's... It's quite something, the stamina and the capacity, but the excitement, but it's all these tensions working before, during, and after that are really interesting that when you're a part of it, you may not see, which is a good thing, but when you're leading it, it's all of these things you're constantly navigating from the amount of mind. How much, Lori, how many times did you wake up in the night or oh, all of a yeah. sudden have a piece of paper near your kitchen when you're cooking, oh, yeah. writing, I got to remember this, send this email, do this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The to-do list, like a hundred, you know, a hundred deep, like just keep, yeah. da, 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 I got to write it down, got to write it down, got to write it down. It's so incredible too. And I just want to do a massive shout out to our entire team because you're so right in saying like, we do have our job, just our regular responsibilities and our regular job and our regular leadership and, you know, pre- prepping for services every single week and all the ministries we lead and the pastoral care and all the elements of our just day-to-day work. And, you know, to be a part of Heart Conference, you know, we 
invite the ladies on our staff to be a part of it. And it's a choice. Like they don't have to do it. It's not an ex, it's not an expectation. Um, because that it is for all of us over and above our work. Like our work doesn't change and our work, it's not like, oh, you don't have to do that part of your job. This is, this comes over and above. We do this because we want to, because we believe in it, because, you know, we're excited about what, and we, and we do it for those who come. We do it because we believe that God has something beautiful and extraordinary and special. And we get to do this together. And it's a joy and an honor. But it is it does come over and above. And and so I just want to shout out our incredible, incredible team and just their labor of love. And then on top of that, the guys that come on board too. Amazing. Like the brilliant guys that come on board from our tech team and some the different, you know, and even like our cleaning team, like all of those pieces take massive amount of labor and work and intention and prayer and and they're just there for it and it's so 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 beautiful so i love i love that part of it and then all of our volunteers like how many of the women came that were at years past had come to attend and now came to serve literally never got into some of the sessions, stayed outside, served their hearts out because they love it. They love what God's doing. They love women. They want to be a part of what God's doing. And so all of these pieces are happening. But I have to say the amount of people involved, and we just talked on the staff level, but when you start to move to the next level of all the highlighted hosts, volunteers, musicians, singers, tech teams, workshops, decorators, you name it, like all the stuff that happens, swag bags, like all the things that happen behind the scenes, the amount of volunteers, like I think Rebecca and I were counting, you'd probably be close to almost a hundred. Oh yeah. When you think about at least that's even probably being minimal of all the people behind the scenes that put on this event for 24 hours to have God just open up the doors and say, we just want to really love on women and really celebrate what God's doing right now in this moment. So, but I want to celebrate you, Lori. I know this is a podcast. We want to talk, unpack all the details, but to celebrate you because you do need someone at the forefront that carries the heart and the vision. And you definitely have carried the heart and the vision and pushed us all forward. And so I just celebrate you in this vision. I mean, it started out as a women's night and now it's just growing. And now we get the opportunity to go to Vancouver, which is so remarkable to be able to go and experience heart conference in a totally different city, different environment with a new, a group of people we don't know, but to be able to go and love on these women in the body of Christ. I just love that. So I want to celebrate that too. That's just extraordinary. That, well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with <laughs> without my bestie. Uh, right, uh, right alongside, just carrying so, 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 so much and pushing forward so much and empowering so many people to step into, Rhonda, honestly. It is such a joy to be able to do this together. Yeah. I, I do. I think I think a lot of that little prophetic word. Me and Lori are going to be in ministry together when you were a little kid. Totally. <laughs> You're like, Lori and I are going to be in ministry together. Oh, you were right. You were so right. right. And it really is beyond a dream to be able to yeah. do this together. It really is. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 backtrack a little bit. Let's okay, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's so go on the journey in the lead up of an event like this, and let's just talk about some of the challenges, some of the tensions, some of the, you know, that you're pushing through, pressing through. Like there's a a whole, I think, you know, there's a whole spiritual sort of space that you're pressing through as you lead up to something like this. Because again, like you just said, you the heart is, and honestly, my heart from the very beginning is how many people 
how many women can we profile, empower? Can we make space and room mm-hmm. for them to step into a part of their gifts, mm-hmm. a part of their calling? Um, how many opportunities can we give for, for women to be able to speak into the lives of other women? So we've got like, you know, some of the dynamics of this would be everything from hosting elements. This year, a part of the the heart of it was to have some of the older generation just speak life into the the hearts of the women as m- spiritual mothers of the house. The other thing I think of is like the individual prayer sessions. We had oh 88 individual prayer sessions with one person with two prayer members where they just have the opportunity for 15 minutes to prophesy over them, speak so life over them. Amazing. But imagine, so for those 88 people, but then for those for those all of those other women that are ministering in that environment, like the incredible opportunity for their gifts to be used. So you think about all the elements that are at at play and unfolding all simultaneously at the same time. There's a major spiritual dynamic to all of that and pulling all that together Mm -hmm. because each one of us are stepping into Mm -hmm. kind of pressing spiritual ground, taking spiritual ground. And it doesn't just it doesn't just come easy. Mm-hmm. You actually sometimes have to press right through the darkness in order to take that ground, in order to take those steps, both corporately for everybody, but also individually. Mm-hmm. Every single part, every single person that's playing a part has to do that for themselves. And so there's those tensions that are happening. And one of the things that surprised me very, very, very much, and I, I'm just going to be super honest about, you know, some of the stuff that, that I just personally was navigating in the lead up to the conference, like ever since last July that I felt like the Lord said, come alive, sort of gave me the vision, the picture of, and the flow and all, like he just sort of dropped it. It was like a supernatural moment. You know, I would just had my paper journal and I was writing it all out. You know what I saw, at least the first iteration of it. And And from that moment until the actual event, like there was this part of me that wasn't completely sure it would happen. It was such a weird thing because normally like what I was used to before, so I would have to go back sort of pre-COVID and, you know, preparing for whether it was the women's nights that we started with, whether it was the conference we did, we were able to do two conferences. I never navigated this sort of unsurety of almost like, I don't know if I actually want to do this, which is so Mm. honestly was so foreign for me. It was like this foreign feeling of like, like I just feel like in this season, so hungry for God's presence and such a desire to just be with him that I was like, I don't even know if I actually want all this work, all this effort, all this like, I don't know if I want to do this, which was honestly very difficult to press through. I had to surrender it again and again and again to be like, Lord, like, is this really what you want? Like, is this really, are you really leading it? And there were confirmations along the way that I really felt were very specific that, that I felt the Lord saying, yes, like, I do want you to do this. But there was this whole part of me that was like, I don't, oh, this is like a lot of work and really heavy. And I remember you and I having a lot of conversations just about the weight Mm. of like almost this feeling of having to like push a boulder uphill, like just getting behind it. And like with every ounce of like just energy we had, just like, okay, God, like help us lift this, kind of push this over the hill because we were 
restarting again, taking new ground again. And so that was unexpected, but also weighty. And I, yeah, I just, that was, that was difficult. That was a tension to manage on the front end of preparing. I think that's such a beautiful thing to even acknowledge. Like the weight of it is, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, God is like this burden, but you recognize the work of something like this and the physical work, but the spiritual work too, because it is like you're saying above and beyond, but you're believing and stepping into a contended space, 700 women coming ready for God to do something. And you take that with real humility before God, like, God, what do you want to do? And then you're working around that and really trying to discern. And I think like you've got that spiritual component and trying to say, okay, God, what are you doing? How do we, how do we kind of prepare for that? Are we hearing? We're sensitive to it. How do you want to move this? Then you've got the other physical part of it that this conference compared to our last two conferences, completely different team. Like we've actually did the two conferences and just the way COVID and transitions have happened. This ended up being a new team who God had for the season, but their first time kind of stepping into this space. And we recognize we step into a breakthrough area when we're believing for breakthrough. It is a contended zone in the spirit. It is somewhere where you are literally taking new territory. We weren't building on what was old. And I think those other conferences, it kind of felt like a package of the women's night. We did those for a couple of years and it built and built. And all of a sudden we burst into this conference and then the momentum kind of pushed the next conference and then COVID happened. And so you can kind of see like that was kind of its season. And this one we're like, oh no, this is a completely new season, new team, new, new. Like God, new what are you doing? New breakthrough. So, uh, a new move. Yeah. So you're standing in that contended space. You're like, okay, like we're taking new ground that's unfamiliar. And God, what are you doing? Familiar for God, but we're having to stand in that space. And so I think that's a beautiful tensions that you're holding the excitement and really believing but yet the reality of like they, we are coming to something new with a group of people that we are all going to experience this together as a team for the first time and that brings its own unique challenges but also joys but it is a unique thing that moving forward as we build from this one as god has something new and fresh for next year we're building in a different season together, but this was our first time kind of gelling that. And it was, I, I feel you, Laura, even going into it the week before, I me- I just remember saying to my husband saying like, I, you know, years past, I felt like I'd be like super excited and I am excited, but yet I feel like I'm really in this contending space. Like I'm not physically like tired. Yeah. It takes like the amount of work we're all in for it. But it was like, I could feel spiritually. It's like, oh, this is, it's like I'm in an area of terrain I don't know. And there's, I feel a little bit unsettled, not in my spirit with God, but unsettled in what this is going to look like. And so there's a lot of energy and like discerning and walking through and contending to say like, God, may you, there's going to be breakthrough. And I think we both felt like this was going to be a breakthrough one. And because of that, it was a very much like we are plowing something different here. It's not on terrain that's been known. It's something very unfamiliar with a God who's very familiar in the pathway. We are not doing this alone, but there is a work involved. There's a bit more of like digging in, a bit more grit. I guess that would be the word, a bit more grit required to have a bigger view of what was happening. And I think looking at the weekend, I'm so thankful for that preparation because the weekend presented a lot of different tensions in the spirit, in the natural in the beautiful tensions of joy and victory and in the thing of 
working out making this happen with God, but with one another that I think we just had to navigate in a beautiful way, in the most incredible way that actually no one attending should ever see or feel. It really is something as you're putting this on, you carry because it's like you're setting the table and opening up the home. Your guests should be able to come in and be like, they don't know the prep work. They don't know the cleanup. They don't even know the quick pivoting when something's burnt in the oven and you're trying to pull something else out of the freezer. They shouldn't even know that. They should think everything was prepared the way it was. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of movement and we're a pretty small team. Like honestly, pretty small team. But the thing is, if we just want to do a natural conference, we got that in the bag. But if you want to do something that's supernatural, there is something that comes with that, that you're like, no, we don't want to do this from autopilot. We literally want to be present with God, what you're doing and be able to pivot. And that's, we say that, but it, there is, there is this working out when you're having to pivot and move. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And honestly, if you're listening to this today and you're thinking like, well, like I, you know, I've never, I've never had to plan a big event like that or da, 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 da. You know, I feel like everything that we're talking about, it's relatable to any breakthrough yeah. that, that yeah. is coming down the path of your life. Like if there is a spiritual breakthrough that is ahead of you, there is going to be this exact, these tensions that we're talking about, the contending aspect of like walking that out. It's not just going to happen. It isn't. It's not just going to happen just like la-di-da, like skipping along. No, like there's actually intentionality. There is, you know, addressing things. There is recognizing, okay, there is breakthrough coming. I've got to lean into these uncomfortable spaces. There's vulnerability. There's fear. There's all of these spaces like leaning into with the Lord and inviting him Mm -hmm. into that space. Mm -hmm. And I think you had a really, really cool analogy uh, along the way that you were encouraging many of us on the team with about the roller coaster. Mm, yeah. Do you want to share that? Totally. I loved it because I think, I think life is like this. Yeah. I think life is like this, you know, mm-hmm. and it was such a good analogy. I know. Well, I'm a huge ride junkie. So, I mean, this might be a, this is an exciting analogy for Which me. Which is but- so <laughs> unbelievable. I do not do rides at all. I do not like them. <laughs> oh, the higher, the greater the fall, I'm all in. Ah! But I think like when we were going up to the conference, you could feel the clicks, like, ding. like there's this anticipation, but there's also the tension when you're on a roller coaster and you hear every click and it's almost like the deadline's coming. You hear it. And there's a bit more of like, whether it's excitement that rises or anxiety or that rises, terror, terrified, <laughs> yeah, that rises that you don't want to look too far over to be like, am I really doing this? How am I strapped in that I can't get out now? I am committed. I'm in, you're in the seat. And as soon as you hit that top, I mean, you have the chance to close your eyes, to put your hands on and to be petrified with fear, or you could just put your hands in the air and say, woohoo, I'm in for the ride and go for it and let the ride just take you. And I think as we heard those clicks happening, each click is an, op- an invitation to be like, am I going to be afraid or anxiety or paralyzed here? Or I'm going to start to anticipate of the ride that God's about to bring me on. And we hit the top of that. I mean, that Thursday, that Friday morning, we're all like, this is it. Hands in the air. We're in for a ride. No matter what happens, no matter what happens, we're all strapped in together and we're going for the ride. So that was, that was the analogy. So we would see each other every so often and put our hands in the air and be like, woohoo, you guys ready? Put your hands in the air. Here we go. Like it's, it's a roller coaster. We're in. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's, okay. So conference has happened. 
let's go like after okay. how how are we feeling how are we processing everything that happened you know for you and I who are carrying like a like the 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 most of the leadership of the execution aspect of you know the empowerment like part all the the you know you had your parts I had my parts of ownership yeah. of what we you know were responsible for so all of that's happening so we're at the event and it's different it's experienced different for you yeah. and I yeah. than than a lot of other people and you know if you were uh, you know if if you were part of the organization of it if you had a major you know role that you were executing at the conference then obviously you experience the conference a little bit differently if you're vol volunteering even some of the volunteer different roles and all of that you experience it differently you're you're coming to prepare like you said the table for other people to be able to walk into that and so what does that feel like how do you kind of navigate through the elements of the weekend with that mindset yeah, I think it's got its own its own journey in it. And I think there's a bit of, like we've talked about the, the journey. If I was to be honest, you've got the excitement of what you're watching God do and the awe, like the absolute awe that God is doing that. You've just opened the doors. And actually it was the women that came so hungry. I mean, they were just, anything you put in front of them, they were just like, yes, Jesus, like so hungry. So that was Holy Spirit being doing what God does. You also have the tensions of, you're kind of detached a bit because you are administrating. So things are happening in the service and God is moving, but yet you're running out the building at the back because this is happening. A this, change. So yeah, something yeah, changed and da -da, you got a communication. Like, exactly. Communication or someone comes and asks you something. We also had spontaneous baptisms. We also had like food and shortages of food and people moving through and bathrooms, plug toilets and like, you know, who needs to be where and what's going on here. So people are constantly coming with you. So as much as you're trying on one hand to be fully immersed in the experience, you are detached because there's an administrative piece that you're having to bring leadership to. And so I think both and are working and they both bring with it its own journey. One, the exhilaration and the awe of what God did. And one, I think sometimes you're a little sad after to be like, it's all over. And did I connect with enough people? Was I present enough? Or I wasn't able to talk to a lot of people. Or I wasn't able to really be able to be present as I would love to have been. So I think you walk that out. But that's part of the leadership piece. And that's also part of the honor and the joy of leading. And God is that good. God is that good that when you pour out and you love on his kids and you serve with a posture to say, God, I am present, but I'm also, I'm also facilitating and helping bring some direction for people to be able to enter in. Like I'm understanding I carry both those roles, both and God is that good that he will overflow into the spirit and above and beyond pour in. And, uh, but there is those tensions. I think you have to be honest about it. There's joy. And there's also a little bit of sadness there is an excitement and there's also sometimes a little bit of like this exhaustion that happens in the midst of it all. But at the end of it all, you see what God does and there's nothing but joy and praise and honor to say, wow, I was, what an honor to be a part of setting that table and being able to clean up that table and facilitate and to serve in that capacity. But there is those emotions that you have to unpack. And I think that's why it's so beautiful you give us as a staff the Monday after off because I think you need a time to come down and to turn life off for a little bit and to process all the beauty and all of maybe some of the frustrations or some of the exhaustion or some like, oh, I wish I would have been able to. You got to be able to process through all of that. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you always come out with, wow, 
That was yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Remarkable. Oh, for sure. For sure. And the other thing that's happening the whole time that's that I, I don't know if people realize is like you're also praying the entire time. Yes. Like you're also the entire time, like all of worship, all you're just like trying to stay present with the Lord yeah. in the movement of what needs to take place. And what do we need to shift in a moment? Where is God leaning? Like really listening in it, you know, did we hear the Lord in our preparation and we go with the plan that he gave yeah. or do we pivot and switch right on the spot and trust the moving of the spirit in the moment and lean into like a different direction or a different angle or do you drop you know something to pick up something else do you leave something you know and not everything happened as we had thought it was going to flow mm -hmm. you know like for example on friday night i thought it the it was going to end in a much more like sort of ministry oriented sort of space but it didn't at all like once the women received their words in their bag like it just erupted with this like I mean, there was tears, but there was like sharing with people, like talking together. It was like the body, mm. like a body ministering to the body in such a beautiful way. But we just didn't didn't imagine it was going to end that way or happen that way. And so we just had to switch things right on for what we had planned. And and that's OK. Like, that's totally OK. But it's like the whole time you're just you're attuning your ear to the mm. spirit mm -hmm. while you're navigating all of the, you know, just administrative decisions, communications that need to happen. And then who needs to know about now we just shifted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and all of that's happening right like in the present. It's just happening right in the present. So, and that's happening all weekend long, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this session went long. Okay. Now we've got it. So you're changing your schedule. It's just a constant flow of that, but you're really like trying to zone in mm -hmm. the whole time and just be like with the Lord and really listening and really just attuning yourself to what, what are you doing here? Where do we need to stay? Where do we need to move? What's and lay down the agenda. Like actually lay down the agenda. And there's a real, like, sometimes those moments are, there's a lot of tension in that because you want it to go a certain way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you're mm -hmm. like, no, I saw this going differently. You know, like I want it to go like this. And, and you, you're like, oh. like sacrificially, you got to totally. lay down what you thought it was going to be in, in some different moments. But the Lord definitely came oh. through in such a beautiful, beautiful way. But I agree that most of the times when, you know, like I am organizing an event or a part of the organization of an event, I need someone else to actually say to me that it was good if it yep. was good yep. or if it was impactful because yep. I, I don't experience it the way that other people do. And yep. I almost need them to go like, I, I go, is it like, okay, like I, because mm -hmm. I don't know because mm -hmm. I'm not feeling and it. you and I are not good to tell each other that no. because we're both needing that. Like we're both like, was it okay? Like, was that okay? Like, was like, you know, did it make sense? Did, did it flow? Feel like was impactful? it powerful? Yeah. Like, yeah. was it like, did God move? Like how, you know, so you kind of need people to, to come back and go, oh my goodness, like this is what touched me or like be specific about like, what were the moments? Cause I, I don't, I'm not experiencing it the same way as, as everybody else, which is just such an interesting thing, such yeah. an interesting thing. And I think that'd be very surprising for some people to recognize that it is a very different place you're, you're experiencing and the spiritual heightness, like you're constant, like, okay, God, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What are you doing? Is this renewal? And there's people involved in all of that. So when you make a decision, it affects 
a lot of people and we all have to hold things lightly, but sometimes it's a hard, it's a hard call. Hard call. It's hard calls. Now I want to talk about too, the last session. I want to say this is just remarkable. A couple weeks ago, one of our staff members, Kayla, really had on her heart to do a spontaneous baptism. Now we have never done that at a heart conference. So Lori, what did you think when Kayla brought that up? Like, what was your mind? To well, be like, we're going to just get a tank and just open well, up a okay. tank. So my, fir- my first thought when she mentioned it went to logistics. <laughs> so she shared it from such a deeply spiritual space. Like she just really felt in her time with the Lord, like from a very deep, like there is nothing more come alive than the moment of acknowledging that, you know, Christ has worked in your life and going through the waters of baptism. I mean, literally leaving the old behind, leaving the dead behind and coming up to new resurrection life. It is everything, the culmination of right of all of the spiritual work of Christ on the cross, all of it. You know, so she's sharing this from a spiritual place. And the first thought was logistics. Like I'm like, that is not, we, we can't do it. Like we can't do it. Our baptismal tank is in the back. We've got the CNC with the heart on it and the lights and all the, and you know, but, but right away. So right away, my brain went there, but I laid all of that down in the moment and just said, let me pray about it. Uh, Let me ask the Lord. Just, just give me some time. I love it. I, cause I did like, if I put aside the actual <laughs> logistics, amazing. I love this. Let me pray about this. So I took the weekend to pray about it and then started to ask the questions that needed to be asked. Is this even possible for us to do? So number one, it was not possible to use our baptismal tank that was on the stage. It just wasn't going to be possible. No, we wouldn't have the time to turn over and with where everything was placed and did it and the setup that was there. So, okay, no problem. So what would plan B look like? could it be possible to get an external tank and where could it go and da, 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 da. And can we put it on the camera and all these things? And you know, what's so incredible is even like our tech team and our guys were like, absolutely, absolutely. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Wow. Okay. So took some time over the weekend to pray about it. And I was like, yeah, of course. The Lord's like, yeah, of course, of course we're going to do this. So again, we're doing this by faith too, not knowing if anybody is going to need to get baptized or want to, right? So it was just have a tank, fill it up, warm it up (laughs) and have it ready. Okay. So we did have all the change of clothes. I mean, we went to all the campuses, got all the t-shirts. We went and we got all the donated, like any shorts we could find flip flops. We just went and got undergarments, whatever. We just prepared. And then we're like, okay, what's going to happen now? We didn't really think too closely through how many would come. No, well, I remember, I remember that, uh, you know, one of our staff who's preparing everything said, I think we have 28, we have 28 packages. And I'm like, only 28. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you said that. I said, only 28. Do we have extra if we need more than that? And, and they were like, they kind of looked at me like, what? And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know how many, like, I don't know. (laughs) So that's exactly. So we just kind of. That morning I brought 15 beach towels from my house. (laughs) I just grabbed them that morning. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have these just in case. And as soon as I saw the beach towels starting to be used, I was like, oh God, this is so good. So excited. So for those of you that did not come or don't know, we had, was it 38? I think 38, yeah. 38 spontaneous baptisms. Like during worship, Pastor Kayla just went up and just said, listen, if you feel, gave the whole call for baptism. And it literally was immediate. 
And it wasn't emotionalism. It was literally a sovereign move, like people coming. But then we're like, we've got 38 people being baptized. And the worship team's just looking at me with big eyes. Like as I kept going, I was like, keep it ro- <laughs> keep it rolling. Like we're, we're still going. And then once again, like this incredible move is happening, but you've got baptisms happening. Worship team, not sure what's going on. Production, not sure. Everyone's figuring out like, how long do we go? What do we do? So once again, you're in this moment celebrating and in awe and crying. And then immediately you're running to the back, you're running to the front, you're making sure getting on stage, kind of operating what's you're in the back with the baptisms, making sure everything's moving. 38 people changing, getting wet, getting towels, moving through the building. Like it was the most beautiful chaos. I think, I think my favorite funny moment was when after worship. So as we were kind of rounding down, the baptisms had finished and worship had ended and the hosts went up to go and there was one more spontaneous baptism and they muted the host (laughs) right in the middle. (laughs) And she was like hosting and talking. And then all of a sudden her mic muted Uh and it went to the camera and it was screaming. Yeah. And it was just (laughs) such a funny, cause she's like, what? Like she could hear that her care, her, and then she looks up. She's like, oh, it was just, I, it made me giggle so much because they muted her so that we could watch the one more baptism. But and that think was of that. Like that's the like that's a bit of the Amazing. chaos of it, right? Yeah. Like just rolling and no just making calls, just go for you it. know, on the fly and yeah. all of that. But that's exactly like those are all the tensions working. But how can we just celebrate that? Like yeah. thirty-eight spontaneous decisions to be baptized. And the stories in the line were nothing short of remarkable. Like people's journey from having been attending church for six months through Alpha, through a Muslim lady giving her life to the Lord, to all of these beautiful young people, like 110 of her girls under 18 attended heart conference to really experience Jesus. And so many got baptized. So many moments of that was like, this is my time. And we just want to celebrate that. That's the beauty. There's no perfectionism in it. It's literally like God. We're here and it's going to be a beautiful, chaotic mess and we're just going to roll with it and in rolling with it. That's what we did. But, but again, like in some of those tensions, right? Little do people who are in the seats know that we've got other things planned and organized and like, like, you know, so we had this whole team of young girls and their moms and, you know, we're in the back waiting to do this beautiful, like grand finale moment, celebration moment that we had planned and they had prepared for weeks and weeks and weeks and practiced so hard but of course as we're just spontaneously moving in the service all of a sudden everything's getting shifted and changed and you know and then there's tensions right there's tensions as you're navigating this because you want to honor you know all of the work and planning that's gone ahead but you also just want to rest in what God is doing and you want to navigate all these things and you know and even you you were supposed to speak that night and you had a message prepared and it was so so powerful and profound right but having to like get up and on the fly just shift but be like attentive to the spirit where do I go what do I focus on where how do I how do I navigate all of this right on the spot with no thought no preparation no ability to actually prepare for the change I just have to do it right on the fly so that's those are very, very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have all of those things happening, but the beautiful thing is like, that is life. Like that is what we're talking about when you're about to have a breakthrough and even after a breakthrough, 
Like, I think that would be a, like a beautiful thing. But before breakthrough, I think this is important to say, like, there is a contending. There is disturbance. There's all these tensions happening. It's not always this exhilaration of excitement. And it's not always just this other side of whatever it may be, of just being distracted or having to work. It's all and, both and happening, but yet being postured and surrender, our hands open, but all these tensions are happening. And the beautiful thing is God did something beyond what we could ever do on our own with the most beautifully programmed, perfectly executed we could never have seen what God did. He did it. Yeah. And it was profound. Yeah. It yeah. was profound. Yeah. Okay. So as we prepare to wrap up this podcast, let's just invite uh, the listeners into sort of the post processing space. So, okay. The event comes, all of these incredible, incredible things happen. We hear so many testimonies of God's faithfulness and all of that. Like it just, and it is almost hard to even process all of it, right? You're hearing like what God's speaking and individual words for every woman and like all of these things. And they're so meaningful and they're like major life transformation and breakthrough is happening in people's lives. And so then it's over. Like it's over, it just, it's over. And, you know, what does that look like as you take time with the Lord to process kind of all that has happened and, you know, move forward from that place? Mm, That's a really good question. Well, I think there's, once again, it's multiple things happening. I think first off, you're exhausted. Like all the grace kind of lifts when you're done. Is that so true? You have this grace and then the next day you just feel like, or the day after you start to feel like, this coming down, which is really important because the adrenaline rush leading up to and the amount of time and energy. So physically, it's like a little physical, like that grace lifts, the adrenaline comes down and you're able to kind of like take this deep breath and kind of rest. Like you actually need some physical rest, but I do feel like that's a little bit of the unpacking then is the standing back and hearing what all God did and processing that and thanking God for that. And there's a bit of like sometimes, not a sadness. I don't think I want to say a sadness, a bit of like, oh, like I kind of wish I would have been able to experience it that way, so involved. And you have to kind of work that out a little bit and release it to the Lord in a beautiful way, but to recognize that was my place, that was my position to lead. And that's part of the cost we talk about in revival, in moves, when there's something that happens, there's different costs that look different for everyone. And part of the cost, and I want to say this really intentionally, because I'm not saying this is, God does remarkable things in us when you're leading, but sometimes in those moments you are leading. And the cost is I have to be removed a bit to lead this, because if we were just in the moment, everything would be falling apart. (laughs) Like people need direction. Their cost is sometimes be able to, we have to remove ourselves a little bit to let God do what he's doing in the work of people and trust that God's doing it in us supernaturally. But the cost is that in leadership is to be able to say, okay, it's okay. And God, I want you now to unpack what you did in my life. So in the moment, you're not always experiencing like everyone else, but I feel like after God unpacks what he did in your life, but you need that little bit of that quiet time to be able to do that because you're not able to do it the same, but God was doing something in us. We're not just there serving and doing it for, we're fully immersed in it. Just the cost of leadership is sometimes emotionally and spiritually, you're not necessarily just letting go and fully immersed in it. You have to let that happen a little bit after Mm -hmm. that. That's for me, Mm -hmm. I have to say. And that happened on the Monday. Like I took total time with the Lord all day and said, God, 
this is you and I. I want you to just show me what you, and he brought me beautifully through a journey with him. And I journaled and read and cried and celebrated and praised and all of it. But it happened after the conference where you're able to kind of come down and let the God go a little bit deeper with you. So that that's personally my journey and how that unfolded. How about for you, Lori? Yeah, yes. Well, similarly, um, I really want to be intentional to take some time um, after, you know, on Monday, uh, an extended amount of time, as much time as I needed, you know, just to sit with the Lord and to process all of it with him, to think it through, to give him thanks and praise him. And I, I just had this overwhelming feeling, you know, as I was sitting there, like, thank you just seems so insufficient. Like I just mm-hmm. felt such a deep, deep, like I can't even say thank you. It's not like it's so insufficient. And it brought me to just praise him. Mm-hmm. Like like praise was the only thing that seemed like it, it could measure for all the gratitude mm-hmm. that I had for all that he had done um, over the weekend. And, you know, the other part of it that was so, so interesting. And, you know, my time with Laura that morning was emotional as well. You know, it just, just sitting in it and letting him speak to me in a personal way and thanking him, praising him, but also resting in some of the tensions, Mm -hmm. some of the spaces where, you know, what could we have done differently? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's spaces we could have, you know, just shifted or with a little bit more thought and time things we missed along the way you know maybe we're just rushing to too much and just missed along the way both in the planning and preparation but also in the weekend some of those those things laying those down um but i also just felt this overwhelming sense of stewardship like Mm -hmm. of just a call to be faithful with Mm -hmm. what god has placed in our hands because you know differently than three years ago, which seems like so long ago now. And it is like three Mm -hmm. years is a long time ago, you know, going into heart conference this time, it's, it is completely different. I feel like we are completely different. I feel like the motivation is completely different. We were sort of on this like trajectory high three years ago, both the church ministry, you know, of like basically more, 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 bigger, 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 Uh, we were at the height of, you know, numbers at the height of, and we were just sort of getting ready to expand as much as, you know, God would allow things to expand. And I feel like now we're at the same place numerically and even, but there's actually no drive for it. I have no desire for it. And almost to the point of like, I could never do a heart conference ever again and not feel like, like lay it down completely and feel completely fine because God, what God has for us is so much greater. It's not Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. this is not the thing. Like Mm -hmm. that is not the thing. He is the thing. He's the thing every single time. It's not about the containers. It's not about the numbers. It's not about success. It's not about bigger. It's not about any of that. He is the better. He Mm. is the bigger. His presence is the bigger. And I just felt this overwhelming, again, reminder of that and just sat with him and just said, God, like in the midst of all of it, like I just lay it all down. I don't need any of it. I don't even really think I want any of it. But God, what I really, really want is just help me to be faithful. Mm. Like help me to be truly faithful with what you've placed in my hands. Whatever that is, I just want to be faithful to it. And I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. And I don't want to get distracted. And I don't want to get caught up in anything else. 
I just want to be faithful. And it was a really profound, beautiful, just again, I think settling in my inner man and my inner spirit, like just with the Lord. Okay, let me be faithful and not my will, but yours be done. Like not, I lay down, even saying, I don't want this. I have to lay that down too. Like I have to lay that down to just say, okay, not my will, but yours be done. And whatever that looks like, whatever, whatever that looks like. And so just a newfound surrender in the midst of all of it, laying it down. May it be praise. May it be worship. May it be, and honestly, Jesus is the prize. Jesus is mm. the win. Jesus is like his presence is. There isn't any, there, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, you know, you have a sold out conference or you don't. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. Jesus is the one we seek. He is the one we want. He is the one we desire. And, you know, if we this weekend enabled other women to experience his presence in a powerful transformative way then to God be the glory. And that's, mm. that's it. So just settling into that space. Um, but it was weird because that was very, very different than anything I've ever experienced in the past. It just, mm. I've, I, I almost didn't know what to do with all of that. Like I didn't know, you know what I mean? Mm. I, and I'm still, I think processing, um, that, that space with the Lord and what that looks like. Wow, that is such a, honestly, Laura, that is so powerful when you even articulate in this season, like the stewardship and surrender, like oftentimes your seasons, we've wanted something and God hasn't opened the door. And thank goodness we, we probably weren't ready for it. And then there's seasons you don't want something. God's opened the door. You're like, what? Like, I'm actually so good not to be doing. And God's like, no, will you say yes? That's the test. Will you do what I'm asking you to do when you don't want to do it or you don't feel like, I have any desire for it. What if I want to do it? Are you going to follow and surrender to that? That stewardship piece, that test, that surrender, it really is this interesting season that I think we're both like, what is going on? Because we just want that. We want actually the rest of God and the peace of God. And it's like God keeps opening and enlarging, enlarging. You're like, really? Really? Like you just want to, okay, okay. But yeah, we're watching what God's doing. And both of us feeling that if anyone's listening, this come alive, it's like the Lord is blooming this. This is not this purposeful, I am making this garden, boom, like this is it. We're kind of like, okay, God, you want us to put the seeds here, put the seeds there. And we're kind of like watering it. And God's like, it's, it's going way beyond where we thought even that little can, like it's spreading and God's doing it but we're not like, it's overwhelming to see what God's doing. And so for all of you listening, may you continue to press into Jesus and continue to surrender and steward in your life, what God's asking you to do. And God is leading us to this place of, do you want me? Do you want programs? Do you just want the next high? Do you just want this? Or do you want me? And as we want him, we can rest assured. I love this, that he is just that good. Like he's extra. I'm using that. That's my coin from the weekend. God is extra. He's just that, that he's going to do above and beyond what we could ever dream or imagine, but it's going to be according to what he has in store. So may we just come alive in him and let him do what he's going to do. But Laura, I just want to, as we close this, just celebrate all that God did. And it's extraordinary. So even as we gave you a sneak peek into kind of pulled back the veil, this in no way diminishes the absolute awe that we have standing back. And this is meant to say like, this has nothing to do with us. 
This is just a set table, but man, did God just show up. And thank you for all of you women pulling up your chairs. And God showed up because you showed up. Like he showed up, he was ready, but you pulled your chair in ready to receive. And that type of coming together and that anticipation was explosive. And that deeply impacted my life. And so I love all of you women and I love what God's doing. So good. So good. Love Love this so much. Well, thanks for listening in. We hope there were a few nuggets in there for you as you just navigate your walk with God. And we just encourage you right in the midst of all of this conversation, just to keep stewarding what God has placed in your hand, like find contentment with what God has placed in your hand and steward it and be faithful, be faithful. And you will be amazed at what he will do. We love you. Bye.